You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to our latest episode of the SM Media Euro 2020 show. I'm Scott McBride, delighted to be your host as always. Get the regular panel here as always, Wilson here. Wilson, how are we today? Uh, still depressed that England are in this final on Sunday, so I'm not really enjoying myself in any way, shape or form. You wore a nice white shirt for tonight's show. No, that's, that, that was in, uh, in reference to Shankers. If you look closely, there's big sharks and little sharks. And the big sharks are Darville Juniors and the little sharks are Opulent <laughs> Talbot. coming to eat you up this year. So I know I missed the WSFL show, so, but I was just in reference to Shankers. I put this on tonight. Shankers, how are we? I am good. I'm, I'm excited because it's my birthday weekend. But as Wilson says, England could win the Euros on my birthday and it could be a bit of a, a sweet day. So hopefully not. Fingers crossed for Italians. Rory, Lloyd's here as well. Rory, how are we? Yes, good. I am the bearer of good news for the other two, as I can confirm that Italy will win the Euros on Sunday. <laughs> so, um, yes, but I'm, I'm all good. We are gonna we are gonna preview the final. Italy play England at Wembley, eight o'clock on Sunday night. Wilson, your conspiracy has been the talking point for this show before we started. Tell us why England will win the Euros. Put your mic on first. I, England will win <laughs> the, the Euros. <laughs> uh, England will win the Euros because unfortunately it seems destined to go there. They had. They, they, I think they did okay to qualify from their group, but um, but their passage through the last 16 was embarrassing. I think even Talbot would have beaten the Ukraine, to be honest. Um, so it's a wee bit disappointing. Again, the penalty, it's never a penalty has been given. Every game they've used VAR except that one, you know, just to make sure the referee's been paid handsomely. Hence the VAR official getting the game again on Sunday. They're getting uh, the massive support in. Because if England weren't in the final, nobody would be bothered going to Wembley. Um, so I think everything's just falling into place for them. They've not picked up a suspension, an injury, anything like that. He's got 26 very good players to pick from. Um, I just unfortunately, it's, it's, it's their time, um, unfortunately. And I, for one, will be devastated when they do win it on Sunday. Rory, you have an opposite view. You're an Italian going into this game. You've been very confident about Italy from the start. Why are Italy going to win this game? Um, <clears throat> I think they've been the most entertaining team to watch. The best team in the tournament. Um, I think attacking-wise, they will expose England. I think England will go into the game proper confident of their defensive record. I think somewhere along the line, they'll underestimate just how good the Italians are. The three in midfield for Italy are top class. Two centre-backs are solid. They've got the, the best keeper in the competition, arguably. Uh, apart from Simon, um, <laughs> so I do. I, I just think we'll have too much. I really do think we'll have too much for them. Um, aye, and and I just think we'll overrun them. And I think Italy will score in the first half, and it'll not be the same as a Denmark game where they start to retreat. They'll, they'll they'll keep doing what they're doing, and I think they'll win comfortably. Shankers, you've got the the cast and vote in the the panel. Who wins the Euros for you? As I said the other night, there. Are, I can see both arguments and I can see see both teams why why people think Italy win it and why England win it. I'm I'm by Wilson. I just think everything's just falling into place. Six games at Wembley, the route to the final. As Wilson says, I, I haven't even talked about injuries and stuff like that. Southgate seems to be getting a lot of plaudits and fair play because his his game management at certain times is has been really, really good. When when not to play certain players, when to play them, when to bring them on. All night there was a good example where they could talk on a bit about Grealish. I mean, it takes a bit of, a bit of balls to do what he's done and and for, for him to see that and make that change for for him to see uh, that been maybe a difference in helping him get through and stuff like that. So I think everything's just falling into place for England. But the Italians have been very good, as Rory says, so far. Defensively uh, solid. Going forward, Rory mentioned the other night, they only need half a chance and it's a goal. And it's not just 
likes of Immobile, who's scoring all their goals as the number nine. The goals are coming for, for all over the pitch. And I can see both arguments, but I just I just fancy England uh, to win it. I think I think it'll be a 2-1, 2-1 England. Uh, I just think as the, the tournaments come on a wee bit, they've, they've slightly slightly better out of the group stages. So, so I fancy England. Wilson, Gareth Southgate has been manager of England for nearly three years and has never picked the same team twice in a row. Do you think he will start with the same team? Well, just just to rewind slightly, I had a discussion today with someone um, and we were we were actually questioning, is Gareth Southgate that good? Because we he, he the person I was discussing it with brought that up, so he never picks the same 11 to really kind of picks game to game, etc. But see when you've got a squad of that quality, you know, is it, is it, has he got such a tough job? Because oh, it doesn't really matter what player he puts in there. You know, they're probably one of, if not the best in the world in that position. So is he doing such a good job or does he just have very, very good players? Good to be thinking that, Rory. Uh, listen, it's not, it's not as simple as a blank canvas where you write names doing and they go and, you know, you need, to, you need to gain the respect of these players who are playing at an extremely high level, working under good coaches. So that can be a battle in itself, dealing with big characters. We've discussed this on the show before. You know, you've got a, a team full of big characters. You need to develop your own style of play. You need to get them to buy into it. You then need to, to develop a style of play where everything's not going through necessarily going through Sterling. You need to go through the other side as well to keep other people happy. And you need to pick a team. And, and, and So it's not just about the actual coaching side and writing names down. It's about management. Aye, it's fine to say, look, you can write any names down what you want, but how do you... How do you then get Jack Grealish in the right frame of mind when you've put him on and taken him off again, get into the final, thinking in your head, right, he's coming on off for 60 minutes. So it's all good and well to say, well, he can send anybody out he wants, they're going to win it. But there's a, there's a whole lot more to football than just sending 11 boys out onto the pitch. I, I, was, more, I was more getting at these kind of uh, tactical nurses set. I mean, I think he's management of players. But I find that, again, you guys have played at a high level. I... I I don't imagine, like, see if, and I guess... Can I just say, by the way, I don't, I don't disagree with you, by the way, because if you look at... Everybody's saying he got it spot on the other night. They drew one each with Denmark. So mm. Denmark are not a bad side, but England are expected... If that game if that game had played out the way it did in the group stage, they'd be an outrage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I agree with you. I don't think he's necessarily done that great a job because that performance the other night against Denmark was nothing to write home about, but they end up nicking the game when he's a tactical ma- masterclass. You shouldn't be, England should not be going to extra time against Denmark. See if Gareth yeah. Southgate, see if there was a, a top six job came up in the Premier League, would Gareth Southgate's name be mentioned? No, I think so. so that, I don't I even think, think if a bottom six job come up in the Premiership, his name would be mentioned. Gary Neville mentioned it on Sky Sports and I'm sure you all agree, Gary Neville's probably one of the better pundits to, to listen to and he says that he thinks international football suits Southgate down to a tee and he thinks that's why he's been relatively successful like getting England to semi-final of World Cups and I know a, a team in a group of these players should probably should be getting to finals and, and winning major tournaments but for, for his reign at England I think getting to semi-final World Cup getting to this final they've, they've not done that for a while so I think it's been relatively successful and I think Silverware is the only thing missing for that and if he goes and wins the Euros, well, he's he's going to the, the time that he's had at England is going to be regarded as very successful, and he's going to give them in the, the history book. So I think if he wins on Sunday, I think you look at his time and see if he wins on Sunday. If, if, if I'm him, I'm going right. That's me done because I don't think, I don't think they're going to get a, a better chance and as easy a chance to to win it again. And of course, you want to go and try and defend it and go to the World Cup stuff like that, but. You don't want to tarnish your name also. He would be a hero if they go and win it on Sunday. But I don't think... He tried it at, I think it was maybe Middlesbrough. Yeah, I mean, it didn't go that good. I mean, it's totally different group of players and stuff like that. He's, he's, as I've said, he's got a lot more quality England. Well, they're relegated, Chankers, I'm sure. Aye, exactly. So, it, it yeah, he just, he just finished playing and he went from senior off. player in the dressing room straight into the management. when it was the very rarely works. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that way. But again, I wasn't getting, I mean, he, he, he seems a very decent guy, you know, he's quite kind of well-grounded. What I meant was his management skills might be great in terms of keeping everyone together, etc. But I would find it, and again, it's different for you guys that are pro, I find it amazing that you pick a guy 
for your national team and he can't be up for a tournament. So I, I don't think I don't think that's a manager's job. It may be to select individuals. Think so. Just say, for example, Mason Greenwood's attitude isn't the best after what I'm in Foden got up there in Iceland or whatever. And he thinks I'm leaving him out the squad because potentially I'm not saying he is at all. He could be a bad apple or he could distract from what's there. But I, I would be amazed if any of those players. Sometimes I even think I probably ten minutes of all game even listening about the coach and the manager are saying because they want to do it for themselves, their families in the country, rather than anything Gareth Southgate says. And the point the point I was making was goes back to, you know, and I know he's been an unbelievable manager like Pep Guardiola, but Barcelona, but if you've got the biggest checkbook, Lionel Messi, Aniesta, Xavi, Piquet, oh blah 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 blah. Is it? Is it that hard a job, really? <laughs> to have these guys to win things. I've said that before as well. See, see, just maybe got a wee bit off that topic. See, like, so what happened to Jack Grealish on there, and you're saying about getting players up for it with with their country. And that I mean, the country. I mean, you're telling you can't get any much better, and you should be up for it. Allison says to me, like, see, like, so what happened with Jack Grealish? Like, would is there an, an element of you? Like maybe want them to to go and get beat or whatever. And I was saying I don't think it'll be like that because if, if Brelish wasn't a football player, he's an Englishman, so or maybe he's an Irishman as well. But he's an Englishman, so he's wanting the country to win. As an England, I think it's maybe different at international level. But see, see at club level, have you ever or do you know anybody that say like so you get subbed off or you're out the team for a while? Did they ever want their team to like get oh, beat anything for the sake? Hundred percent. I think hundred percent. There's a difference between. Getting somebody up for it though, I'm not saying that Jack Grealish wouldn't be automatically motivated for the game, the next game or the final. It's not about motivation, it's about mindset. Jack Grealish has come off. That to me, you touched on it on Nightshankers. That to me suggests right, he doesn't trust me to do the job defensively. Mm-hmm. So it's he's a human, Jack Grealish. So he's coming off. So uh, Gareth Southgate, if he needs him in the finals, got to get him in the right frame of mind. No, get him up for it. No, G him up to try his best. He'll always try his best. I firmly believe that. But it might have dented his confidence. And and, and it's Gareth Southgate's job to go, I'm, I'm poten- he's going to be my first sub-own potentially on, on Sunday. I might need him. So it's not about getting him up for it and going good there and don't be in the huff. It's about going, listen, and managing him so that he realises there was a reason why he took him off and maybe showing him why he did it, getting the video up and saying, listen, this is what we need from you. The next time you will stay on the park, etc., etc. It's not necessarily about motivating him. He's playing in a European Championship final, potentially. It's about looking at it and going, right, how did that decision potentially affect how he might play the next thing? Is there anything worse more in football than that one where you've done well for a few weeks and then you get dropped and somebody puts their arm and you say, keep your head up and all that, you're going to be a big party. I'll tell you what it happens, mate. Never been dropped. <laughs> just, get, just, get, just get asked to leave never been, never been that though that's a good answer mate. see picking up on your point though about Jack Grealish right see if it gets to Sunday and it's maybe 60 minutes in Italy or Italy or one up like is that the time for Jack Grealish like when when you're going on about you're saying there about Jack Grealish you know he's probably going to be your first option when do you bring him on in that kind of game no if you know that's the point I was making if, if Southgate's got it in his head I'm going right. to need him he's going to need to look after him mentally and and the effect that the, the previous game might have had. Not necessarily that he will be the first sub, but if Southgate sees him as that, he's going to need to... But listen, no doubt, and then the England squad and all the top clubs now, they've got these sports psychologists and therapists and all the rest of it, so he'll na- they'll no doubt have enough people chatting to him, but that was the point I was making, rather than an actual motivation to win the game for your country, uh, you know, try to separate the two kind of ideas there. Do you think, do you think the players in the dressing room will be hammering Jack Grealish because he was subbed on and subbed off. You think they'll be absolutely Clearly right? There, there must be a bit because I don't know if you've seen the one you see where Grealish and they're all in the camp and, and it's just after they met up with England when um, Man City lost to Chelsea in the Champions League and Grealish is talking to Hendrickson in the background. It's actually a deal sent him to the chat after it and Grealish is like Hendrickson. See, when you won the Champions League they'd be like half to come home and we're like Suit and all that, and he's saying it so his Foden can hear him. Foden's just turning around, like looking at him as if like he's joking. <laughs> Surely there must be a there must be a bit of I laugh oh, like I'm, about it. Surely I'm, there I'm has to be hammered, hammered I, for it. Has to be, but I think, but as Rhoda said, it's different. Where I think England are lucky, like they've got like Foden and that to turn to. And I think Southgate is maybe one of the managers who's who's got that about him to 
he obviously surely there must have been a conversation with Jack Grealish at some point for the end of that game to and everybody said like it was just one of the things in the moment and stuff like that. Where do you where do you had to you had to make that change? And Scott says if if Italy are are winning or England are struggling to create, I have no doubt that Jack Grealish will be one of the names that the Southgate turns to to come on and change the game because he's done it against Germany, he's done it previously in in games for England. So I've got no doubt about that. But Rory highlighted the other night, sorry, Scott. Rory highlighted the other night that, let's be honest, Jack Grealish has got no right to go and chap Gareth Southgate's oh, because they won the game. Let's touch on Italy for a minute, Wilson. Obviously, Roberto Mancini, we're talking about managers, there's probably no better manager suited to... Suit to suit the suits like standing <laughs> by your age. He's not even read that. <laughs> I, I, I know he models himself on me at the side of the park at Stuart. I know that. <laughs> Mancini's how, a small though. <laughs> <laughs> how do you think Mancini will be approaching this game? Jinky will be thriving on the the, the pressure, well, not the pressure, but the the English media and the kind of way the, the would you say the pressure's on it? England in this game, like compared to Italy, how will Mancini be approaching it? Well, I, I think Mancini knows he's got the pressure of the rest of the world on him because they all want Italy to win. You know, there's, 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 there's no other country in the world that wants England to beat Italy on Sunday. And I, I, I just think, you know, he's, he's had experience in this game. We'll know exactly what the media are like. I think he comes across, I thought he was a wee bit, because he's maybe new into management as such, a relatively younger, when he's at Man City, I thought he seemed a wee bit hot-headed, kind of temperament, etc. But I think on the side of the park just now, he seems very, very calm and assured. I think he's confident in his team as well to go out and do the job. But as I say... I thought the I thought the Belgium game would be the sticky one when you could see um, the weaknesses in the Italians, but it, it didn't turn out that way. Um, they kind of blew them away more or less. Um, but as I say, it's a final, it's the toughest game. But I think I think Mancini will be calm and composed and confident in, in, he, in his team. Whether he makes you know glaring changes, if or when I should say they find themselves a couple of goals down, um, and Rory's bank account is just ch- channeling money into mine. Like a Vegas casino. Talk, t- uh, tell the tell the viewers about this because this is what's what's going on here. Well, I, I'd I, I mean I, I'd I'd said um, early doors that I think England would win. I, I say when I looked at their squad, and again we did discussion that we're maybe overexposed to the media. So um, we did our predictions on here, and I didn't want to get the channel shut down by picking England. So I went with Belgium just because of the other guys' picks. So then Rory and I had a wee side bet and Rory had picked Italy and I'd back time. Maybe from the quarters of the last 16, maybe, Rory? I get. I was going to say that surely Pikey and Shankers will also have that money with their predictions, no? Ah, Pikey's as well no making their predictions. What's it? Callum Davidson, St. Johnson's the back of him. Um, so Rory and I had a side bet at £20. Um, straight winners, whoever lifts it. So if England won it, Rory pays me. Italy win it, I pay Rory. And then because of Rory's high-ranking career at Rangers, scoring goals v John Stones. <laughs> guys, a millionaire. He's up, he's up to bet to £20 per goal. So, if England won two... No, goals, per clear goal. Per clear goal. So, the stakes are on. So just, why, just, why in case, on. just in case John Stones is watching this, uh, the second time I played against him, he did keep a clean sheet, so credit to him. <laughs> well, yeah, it had to be. He had to, he had to up his game to play against you. He, had to he, up his game. he brought his A game in that preseason friendly. Um, so that's that, that, that's that's the bet for for Sunday night's game. Shall Although I'll probably have to do it Monday morning because hopefully I'm not really talking Sunday night. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Shankers, what's what's your thoughts in the the Italian team? Like, where's where do you think the kind of big dangers come for that and that Italian team? I think the, the front three, there's, there's goals across the front three, whether it's Insigne, Mobley, Keza, Berardi, I think that's how you pronounce his name. There's, I mean, I think they'll play Insigne, Keza and Mobley, but I mean, they've got Bellotti to come off as well, uh, off the bench, Berardi. So I think that front three's got goals all over it. They've set pieces, they're dangerous with Benicio and Chiellini, uh, so... I think that goals can come from all over the pitch, uh, whereas England seem to be maybe just chipping in with goals between Kane and Sterling, relying on them heavily just now. So I think that's one benefit that the Italians have got that England haven't. Uh, 
is is the amount of goals that, that different players are chipping in with rather than the kind of the kind of same players. But it is going to be exciting because Italy's maybe this Italy team is different for for others, whereas this team's gone and, and when it's one 0 they're not sitting in and grinding it out. They're going to get two, getting three, getting four at times. So it, it's got the makings of a great game. I'm really looking forward to it. Rory Shanker said there about the that is a different Italian team. Like, do you think that's the a final kind of makes it more a case of defending a lead and keeping keeping the clean sheet as much as possible? Like, where which struck you about this Italian team compared to t- Italian teams of the past? Look, the, the Italians are renowned obviously for being defensively strong, but something that stands out to me, and I think this will com- come into play on Sunday, is the way the two teams set up. If you look at England's team and who they've played to this point, don't get me wrong, Germany are a good outfit. England line up with the two sitting midfielders and they play a, a 4-2-3-1. In that system, there's a lot more onus on your wider players, whether it be Sterling and Saka or whoever it may be. There's a lot more onus on them defensively because they're missing that one behind them. Mm-hmm. The number 10 almost becomes a bit of a luxury and I think that's why Mount is in there because his work rate is probably higher than if a Sterling was in behind him, etc. I don't think England have come up against a team yet that have pinned them in for long periods of time. And I think with Italy playing the 4-3-3, I think the two in midfield, either side of the sitter, I think they will take the pressure off the front guys to say, no, no, we don't need you back here. You stay up the pitch. And I think if England can, if Italy can get a foothold in the game like they have in the previous ones, they're literally, they don't need their two high wide players to do a job defensively because the other two work so hard. And I just think at that point, if they can get a foothold in the game and pin England back, then I think that'll be the difference. And I think that's been a big difference for the Italian side. The onus is on, no, you guys attack. It's no, it's almost like we'll do this, but you just go and win is the game. And I think if, like I said, I, I think that could be the difference on, on Sunday. Do you think, see, we losing Spinazzola at left back and they've brought in Emerson at left back, who was at Chelsea, he got he actually got took off all night there, whether it was start to go or what no. I actually think that could be a, a place where England exploit uh, against well they stick Sterling right against Emerson. I mean he doesn't really play a lot for for Chelsea either. So I think that could be a, an area of weakness for, for the Italians that, that England could maybe exploit. Saka was playing the other day there. I actually don't think Saka will play in this final. Uh, I'm not sure who, who would come in for him, whether it's Foden or or Sancho or Rashford or whatever, but I, I don't think Saka will play this game. I don't know, I don't know why. I've just got a feeling as you said Southgate's never went with the same team twice. He might surprise everybody and, and come out with it. And but if, if I was him, I would I would go similar to like Italy with with Sancho or, or Foden, somebody where I think more attacking minded than Saka. I, I, I think he's maybe slightly more defensive minded in that area. We'll move on to our combined eleven. How we, how should we do this? Should we do it? Ask everybody individually or go one at a time? What's what do you think's the best option here? Individually. Individually, right? That's what we will do. It. We'll start with Wilson, Italy and England. Give us your combined eleven for both teams and why. Okay, uh, there'll be no surprises in mine. Mine's uh, four, two, three, one. So, Donnarumma and goals, um, I just think, uh, overall, I think he's just a better goalkeeper. I, I think sometimes I get put off with his stature. I'm thinking, imagine trying to hit a penalty against him. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a giant of a man. Um, so, and I think I think Pickford, again, I, I took on board what Rory said the other night and watched the free kick a few times, and I'm actually going to agree with Rory. I actually felt she'd have done a bit better. Um, with it. Not that it stopped me celebrating right enough, but so I picked I picked him over Pickford, although England goalkeepers of the past I would have probably picked before Dora Rumor. But anyway, back four, I, I think picks itself. Get Walker at right back, Kialini, Benucci, and Luke Shaw, based on what I've seen in the tournament so far. It's hard to argue. Um Jorginho. <laughs> Jorginho in the middle of a part, and then I kind of stumbled a wee bit on the next one, but um, I went for Verratti. Um, I was actually going to put Mason Mount in there. Um, I, I really like him. I think he can play anywhere. And I was going to maybe put him in there, but I think Verratti just for a bit of steel. So I moved Mason Mount up um, in my three. So Mount, Sterling and Chiesa. 
and then Kane up top on his own in the four two three one. So it's Donnarumma, Walker, Chiellini, Benucci, Shaw, Jorginho, Varate, Mount, Sterling, Chiesa, and Kane. Am I right in saying you've got more Italy players than England players? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Chiesa was the one I was going to put Rory in. Rory was born in <laughs> Stranraer, so that's pretty much England, you know. Um, <laughs> so I was, I was, I was going, I was going to stick him in because he scored against John Stones before. If you hadn't known that, uh, but I just feel like, and then I thought, let's base it on the tournament. As I say, if it was overall, you know, I think, I think Foden's a smashing player. Saka, Sancho, ones that Shankers has just mentioned. Um, I would actually have put Rashford in. I think Rashford's terrific as well, but. Um, so, but based on on the kind of tournament, Shankers doesn't like that one. Shankers isn't having Rash- uh, Rashford. No, having Rashford. Man. He's not having Rashford. I, that man's a clown. That man is a clown. <laughs> He's gone about Jordan Henderson before the show. <laughs> one of the worst players ever to lift the Champions League, and he's not having Marcus Rashford. Gee, was Marcus Rashford's not lifted the Champions League or the Premier League. Ah, but he'll make sure your Wayne gets a free school meal. So don't you worry about Ben Gillen. Jordan Henderson has ever done. Right? Don't you worry about Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shankers on you go what's your combined 11 for both teams my back 4 slash 5 uh, is identical to Jelena uh, uh, Shaw uh, it's, uh, the, the centre back one was um, it's kind of difficult because England's kept clean sheet up until the last game but I just think but when we were comparing them in the, the group chat earlier, and Benucci and Chiellini are, are doing this at the, they've been doing this year in year out. I know we're basing it in this tournament, but the performances are up there. The, the age of them as well, I've took that into consideration as well to have the level of performance for for the kind of latter stages of their career. So that's why they two are in centre uh, defensive partnership. Walker and Shaw, uh, Shaw is has been outstanding and. And he's been criticised recently in the last few years, so for him to bounce back and for the season he had at Man U, and then for, for the, season, uh, the tournament that he's had already, that's why he's shown. He's tipped in a, a few assists for left back as well, delivery for set pieces and stuff like that. It's been pretty decent for Shaw, so uh, Walker as well. So, I, mean, I think if Walker didn't have pace, uh, I think that would be... I think he would struggle uh, to actually play in the... England team, I think that helped him out a lot. Some of his recovery uh, runs and stuff like that. There was one the night there where I think it was Darmstadt was through and Walker's recovery run. I think his pace gets him at a lot of bother, but also helps him. I mean, the five minutes to go the other night there, he, he, was, he was carrying the ball away up the pitch uh, for them and it helps a lot. So that's why they're in there. My midfield three, so four, three, three, I've went, I've went with Henderson sitting with, <laughs> with Jorginho and Verratti in front. Is that it's... a big foot in the Hendersons you've put in there? <laughs> Holy smoke, he's terrible, man. Jorginho uh, and Henderson in a 4-3-3? I've, I've went 4-3-3 with Jorginho, Henderson, Verratti. I think a wee bit of, wee bit of steel in there with Jorginho and Verratti and, and they'll keep the ball, that's, that's for sure. I think, as Rory was saying before, I think Henderson's very unlucky that he's, he's no playing in... And this England team, I don't think he's he's better than, than the two that's that's playing in front of them. But they've actually had can't really argue with their tournament. I mean, I, I could have slated them earlier on in the the, the the tournament on the podcast, but I can't really argue. Phillips has been has been good. Rice has been really good. I don't really particularly rate Rice highly, but if it's a good tournament and for them to keep somebody like Henderson out the the team says a lot about how they've been. But I just think. Southgate's called upon Henderson at certain times of the tournament and and relied on him to come on and do a job. And I think when he comes on almost some standards in that lift in, in England team and his energy levels and stuff like that as well as the quality that he's got as well. So he's in. Uh, my front three is Sterling, Insignia and Kane through the middle. Uh, Kane and Sterling, I'll be very surprised if he's no, if they're not in everybody's team with it. Goal Sterling's probably been up there for player of the tournament. I think it would be hard to argue against that. And Kane had a bit of a shaky start to the tournament, but he seems to be coming to the, the floor now. We think it's four goals uh, he scored so far. And all night, I thought his hold up, link up, play, and stuff like that was really good. And, and Singer's been, him and 
Spinazzola linked up really well for the Italians and he's chipped in with a couple of goals and assists as well and I think he'll cause England some real trouble on Sunday so that's my team Brilliant Rory, what's your combined 11 of Italy and England? I've went 4-3-3 as well as I said before I'm not a big fan of the 4-2-3-1 formation I much prefer the 4-3-3 no with three holding midfielders and the midfield right enough like Shankers but um, so I would have Donnarumma in goals my back four would be Lookshot left back Bonucci Chiellini and I would have Trippier at right back Um, if I hear one more person talk to me about Kyle Walker's recovery runs I would encourage him to rewind the telly for about a minute and ask who gave the ball away. So, I recovery runs are good, but it's him that gives the ball away. So, I watched, I watched him against Croatia, and he passed the ball at the pitch four or five. Don't get me wrong, he's a, he's a top quality player, he's a great player. He's so susceptible to making mistakes, whether it's giving the ball away, whether it's being in the wrong position. He's quick, he's strong, and he gets protection, because more often than not, he's playing in, in a better team, whether it be Man City or England. But these recovery runs, please watch it back. It's him that's given the ball away. So if you take him out of the equation, nobody needs to do a recovery run. Um, so I would have Trippier right back. I think he's dependable, reliable, good at set balls, um, um, dead balls and, dead balls and things like that as well. And I think that Kyle Walker is actually a pretty good substitute if you're chasing a game. Um, so that's why I would have Trippier in there. I would have Henderson holding midfield. Um, I think the difference in attitude when he came on the other night, even an extra time, I think England went up a gear. Seems to have that impact. You hear people talking about Henderson, and so many top class players say it that he's just has this impact, and he's he's a great leader and a great captain. Don't get me wrong; I think Johnny Johnny had a fantastic tournament, but I think the impact Jordan Henderson's had in the last couple of games, coming on, scoring a goal, coming on the other night, he's screaming at everybody the second he's on the pitch. Jorginho's nice and tidy, but I think when you get to this level, everybody's nice and tidy. Um, in front of the, in front of Henderson, I would have um, Verratti and Barella. Uh, I think they've been outstanding in the full tournament. I know Verratti came into the team a little bit later on. Locatelli, I was kind of swayed with, but he's more defensive-minded. And if you've got Henderson in there, I know he scored a couple of goals, but generally speaking, he plays more defensively. Um, I would have Barella and Verratti in there um, in, in front of Henderson. And Shankers pretty much summed up a lot of my points that I would make about the front three. I would have Kane up top with Insignia and um, Sterling. It was it. Kiesa would be, I'd be pulling Kiesa aside and saying, listen, wee man, you're unlucky today. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um, but I, uh, I would go 4-3-3, Donnarumma and goals, uh, Trippier, Benucci, Chiellini, Shaw, jo- uh, Henderson sitting with Verratti and Barella. And I would have Kane, Sterling, and Insigne up top. Did you see see on the point about Henderson? I don't know if you've seen the game they played uh, in Europe. I can't remind the game who they were playing, but because there's no fans, and at Liverpool uh, TV was obviously filming it, and they put out a clip, and it was Henderson all through the game, and you can hear him clear because there's no fans talking. Everybody through the game, it was. Uh, if you can find the clip, it's really good to watch. He's, Every, every day gets the ball, telling them what to do, instructions, every single thing. It's as if he's just talking everybody through the game. It was, it was really good to watch. Scott Brown did that and he's absolutely hammered them. So get a grip of yourselves. He's Now see, see on your point about Jordan Henderson, see, see he's to spring a surprise and please him, right, on Sunday. Who would drop out, do you think? Do you think he would go with just Henderson as a sitter? Or he would put Henderson in next to Shapiro Can you drop Declan Rice? Can you drop I'm, either I'm, Rice? Can you I'm drop just going for it. I know you would because they used to play for Ireland. I know you would drop him <laughs> a hot stone. But uh, who, 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 would, who would be dropped in there, do you think? I was just thinking because Rice is the kind of one that he's took off for Henderson the last couple of games. So that was the only basis. Of, and I think Phillips has been a standout in the middle for them. So I would... I would be a massive it call. Be, be a massive it call. Would be, imagine if they do that and then you get beat. I mean, they've won every game with, with they two in the middle. So do that and then go, if they go and possibly get beat. I can't, you can't just pin it on that because the game will be decided in other ways. But it's a no bad headache to have, put it that way. Right, well, I'll do my team and then we'll move on to predictions. Yeah. No, mate, right. I thought we were just going to call it that. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll go for Donnarumma and Nets. I think 
he's a better goalkeeper than Pickford, more towering presence. What strikes me about Pickford is, see if Nick Pope was fit, would Pickford have started this tournament? No. I don't think he would have. I think, I think Nick Pope would have. I think uh, Pope, Pope plays for fucking Burnley. He was playing a lot of the qualifiers. Jordan Henderson plays for Liverpool and they were six <laughs> this year, so I mean, what's going on? Declan Rice uh, plays for West Ham. It's... Jordan Henderson was injured, that's why they finished sixth, you mean? <laughs> no, no, Virgil van Dijk was injured. That's why they finished sixth. <laughs> Only player they've got that mob. Why Holland's at the tournament. <laughs> yeah, I just think Celtic have struggled. <laughs> <laughs> And Donnarumma is just a better goalkeeper, I think, just it kind of speaks for itself. The natural success at Buffon, he's been terrific at this tournament. What strikes me about Donnarumma is, as well as just his presence, just I think it was more commanding, like the Spain penalty shootout. I think we'll go into later why I thought it was one in the, the first penalty, but I just think Donnarumma's presence was better than your pal Simon's. Like, I just thought that was like. There was one pikey the other night, there was a shot went in at Donnarumma, and it was around the same area of the goal. Wasn't it the same? Obviously, it wasn't a dead ball, but it was around the same area the goal was picked up, conceded against Denmark. Donnarumma caught it. He never, yeah, yeah. He never saved it. He caught it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, he's, he's got to move to PSG and be terrific there. So I just think he's the best. He's probably the best, been the best goalkeeper in the tournament, I think. Right back, I'm, go, I'm not going with Kyle Walker. I'm going with Di Lorenzo. I think he's been outstanding for Italy in this tournament. The semi final performance against Spain, I think he was the best player in the park. I think what was. What we're saying about Spinazzola getting forward and linking well with Insigne, I think that partnership with Di Lorenzo and Chiesa in the, the semi-final was brilliant. I just think he's been really, really good this tournament. I think he's actually on the radar. defenders in, in the semi-final stuff like that. But that's the thing, he's more a defender than Spinazzola and I think that's why he's went unnoticed because Spinazzola's been getting forward, linking well with Insigne. But is that is that tactical, Pikey? Is that when Spinazzola's in the team, it's like, no, we need balance on your side. Now that Emerson's in the team, it's like, like that should, this gives you the freedom. We need to go down the right hand side. Yeah, I think a lot of this, see a lot of Spain's attacks in the semi final went through the right, went through that left hand side. And I think it was because of that. Everything around the right hand side, I think Di Lorenzo was, I think Di Lorenzo's stats in the game was like 97% tackling. I think he, there was a couple of times I think he got caught out, but most of the time he was fine. I thought, I think he's actually went right, went right under the radar in this tournament, to be honest. He actually went, see when Emerson got took off, he went to the left back and they brought on a right back. Aye. I wonder if, if Mancini's actually thinking about playing him left back. I think he could, the, because I think he this, play Pacina, the final right back. And then play whoever come on or, or somebody Aye. else. I think he's right back. I wonder right if, if he's, he's... Or he might just wait and see which side still is playing on. <laughs> Switch them. Possibly, aye, possibly. But uh, aye, Benucci's straight in for me. I think Benucci's been probably the best defender of the tournament. No, oh, no I can see something bad happening here. What? If you were going to put Benucci and Chiellini and I think you would have saved them together. I think Chiellini, Chiellini's in, but oh, do you yeah. not think Chiellini's in? He'll always been a terrific defender. He picked up an injury and missed a couple of games of the tournament, which is why I don't think he'll probably make the team of the tournament, but he's been... The way he went on with Jordi Alba before that penalty shootout, that was a that was match point then and there because I just there was something about that Spain team I just think that they got they just didn't understand just how important it was. You see what he's like during the national anthem as well. You can tell he just fires that Italian team through that game. See, like, see, during that uh, coin toss, I actually think he got it done again. Like they tossed the coin first and then it seemed that he lost it and then what for whatever reason they ended up doing it again. And then he got it. They shoot down at the at the end with Italian fans. I'm positive if you if you watch that cut back, the ref does it, and then he's he's doing all this. Oh no no! And then they do it again. So the whole thing was bizarre. The whole picking him up and laughing and slapping. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I think that was just why. Like I just Jordi Alba looked Jordi Alba looked visibly uncomfortable. I, I, did, 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 did. But I, I think that was, <laughs> it's that quite, was it's quite awkward to watch. Do you know what it reminded me of? See like during a. Molly Lyle on here. Oh, is that because his nose? Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> no, I'm uncomfortable in here. <laughs> see, during that rugby game, where like, they, I'm not comparing the hacker to like, the Italian national anthem, but see how uncomfortable it makes the other the opposition when they sing the anthem. That's what it reminds me of when you watch Chiellini, just the way he just goes on during it. So, Chiellini Benucci, they've been the outstanding partnership for years with Juventus. They've done well in this tournament. Chiellini's in. Shaw's in as well, left back. I think it's a no-brainer. Spinner, would Spinazzola have been in before? Sure, Spinazzola was fat. Not uh, me, basically for me, no. I, for me, he probably would have. I would, I would have said that. Uh, 
I just think Shaw's been terrific. As you say, the, the crosses he put in for Kane against Ukraine, he's probably been the, the be- second best player for England during this tournament. So I would Shaw would complete my Who's back the best, four. Sterling. Sterling. Yeah, yeah probably Sterling. Right, I've went for two setters in the midfield. I've went for Jorginho. I think he controls the Temple Brown. I think he's probably been the best, one of the best Italian players of the tournament. I'm going with Declan Rice. No. Well, you don't want to win the tournament then, okay, fair enough. Right, Declan, <laughs> right, you've slimed you've me for Declan Rice saying that I would never win the team for this, that. Okay, right. Go and watch Declan Rice's performance against Ukraine and tell me that's not a guy just controlling the midfield. Ukraine. I know, but... Ali, what's, what's Shanker's performance against Stuart? You know what I mean? <laughs> do you care? I would say, no, I would say the semi-final was there. His pass, his pass completion is... Probably up there with the best stats in the tournament. I'm doing that. If you I'm pass it sideways and backwards, it's always going to be high, though. He's not losing the ball. Correct, Wilson. Correct. Yeah, he's passing it sideways and backwards. And he's, cut, he's coming in for like the couple of times where maybe Maguire and Stones and even Walker get into a bit of danger. Who was the first person there to pick up the ball and drive it forward? Declan That's Rice. his job. Yeah, that's his job. He's doing it well. See, against Germany, he got booked in the first five minutes because lose the ball, goes back, and one of the ones. When you lose the ball and you just take a booking or take a foul because you've lost the ball, just better. I actually don't. I actually think Phillips has been the better out of the two of them. So if you were having anybody, probably. Do you think? I, I think that's who the Italians will target on Sunday. Those no. two in there. Do you think if because they'll draw fouls all day against them? Do you think if England played at least formation? For example, Jorginho does that job on his own. They need mm-hmm. Phillips and Rice to do it. Yeah, I get. I that. think if you put Rice in at least team. Or put him in that formation. I don't know if he'd be capable of it at that level. I think I he needs Phillips. I, I wouldn't say Jorginho is a proper defensive midfielder, would you? At this tournament, it has been. I yeah, it has been. But I wouldn't you like for Chelsea? Would you say he's a different player for Chelsea? Like obviously he's got Canty there to do that kind of thing. But it's it's been a different Jorginho. Like you've seen just how he can do that job, but he's still got that passing ability and finding a pass. I don't think as a player, I'm defensive midfielder, but can find a pass better in the world. Yeah, I think that's, I think, as you touched on his club, I think that's why the likes of Billy Gilmer is on loan. Nice. He's not going to displace, you know, Kante or Jorginho. And mm-hmm. so, and I, not if you don't need them, but and I think that's probably half the reason because I think you just say Jorginho can do both those roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go for three behind three behind the striker. I'm going to go for Chiesa on one side, Sterling on the other. And in the middle, I'm going to put Barella. Although how much fan, a fan I'm a Marco Verratti, I just think Barella's been really good in this tournament as well. And up front, Harry Kane, I think, between Kane and Immobile. Immobile misses too many chances for me, especially here. Like At club level, I think he's good, but he's missed a lot of chances here. I just think Kane, Kane maybe went quiet at the start of the tournament, but he's grew into it. He's took his chances. That's my team. That is our combined 11s. We'll make a final prediction, but first of all, I want to ask Wilson, we've seen the commentary teams are through for BBC and ITV. Where you, okay, what channel are you picking? Man. I uh, will be watched on mute, <laughs> and I'll have Dan TDM on YouTube. Whatever the Wayne's are watching, I'll be able to hear that in the other room. Um, and that's I, I will honestly listen to it on mute, and I'll just talk to the folk that are watching it because I ain't listening to those clowns. I ain't listening. Thank you, sweetie. What channel are you watch? You choosing to watch it on? Lee Dixon or Jermaine Genius? I probably just for the overall coverage and loyalty to ITV. I probably will watch it and. And that, uh, I think it's a travesty that McCoyst and Clive Tilsley have to go to the final. I think we should have done that. I think red button, that's a red button job. Everybody in, <laughs> that I've ever seen, England fans, Scotland fans, foreign fans, is posting online, everyone's online these days and they're posting online, how good and how how kind of relatable and stuff like that they've been there. They're just, you can tell they enjoy it together. Dixon sounds as if somebody's holding a shotgun in front of him no. to do this commentary. It's, oh, it's tough. Just to on that, if hopefully, and I pray that I'm paying money into Rory's Bank on Sunday, if England are getting beat, I will be listening to the commentary. See if they're 3 0 down <laughs> with 10 minutes to go, I'll have it up full bung. <laughs> surround sound, Dolby surround sound, every speaker in the house will be on if they're getting beat. See the thing with McCoyst and Pilsley is you will get a, bar, a mere balanced. Uh, like view where Lee Dixon says all night there's something about uh, I'm not caring if it's a, if it's uh, it doesn't get overturned because it's England almost no, I know they're obviously biased and they are going to support their country but you need to have some balance in there, there. If, it, if it was an absolute 
six-year campaign to get VAR introduced after that Lampard one didn't cross, uh, cross the line. Ah, and I yeah. would it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like I don't care then, was it? Oh, yeah, did, no, exactly. did you see Ali McCoy's Instagram reply back to Tom Cowan this week? Ah, it's brilliant. <laughs> did you see it, Wilson? Eh, Pike is on. No, what's, what's that? He's, he, Tom Cowan wrote something about, eh, and about eh, how he never get is it how he never get the final or something? Or how it's, how, it's how he's not doing the final because it's England, but he's down there, so he couldn't do it or something. Aye, and McCoy's has replied, that's me back up the road now, hope to get bumped. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how he is, so don't they have relatable and everybody likes him, and if, if there is any, like Sky or BT or whoever, sitting looking at the at people online about saying how much they put you, but it's not going to up for commentary all day because they, oh, they draw in viewers as well. Definitely. Rory, we're going to go with our final match predictions. What are you going for? How's the game? Where's the game going to be won and lost? And give us your final score predictions. No, no, I half think, time. Don't know. <laughs> um, I think that the game will be won and lost in the midfield area. I think Italy have too much. I think if they line up to both teams, which I expect them to the way they have been lining up, I expect Italy to overrun England, potentially need to see a change of formation from England at some point. And I think Italy will run out. Two 0 winners. Two 0 Italy for Rory Wilson. On you go. What's your predictions? I think the game will be won by England's front four, and win very comfortably three one. I think Italy will get a penalty just to just to appease the the fans. It does that does not a conspiracy, but England ain't losing this final now. 3-1 England. Shankers, what were we thinking? 2-1 England. Um, I think to go either way, I think it'll be one uh, with the front three of, of both teams, whether it's Sterling, Kane and Saka or Sancho or, or Mount or whoever's there or uh, the Italian front three. I think I think there's we, we, whether it's Emerson that plays there or whether it's Lorenzo that goes and plays there, that's then that's technically a player out of position. I think that left back area is, is a weakness for Italy and England can get at it there. And I think who would uh, you play on the right hand side, Shankers? Who would you play on the right hand side for England? England Foden. Why? Uh, where? Why? Why? I just think he's he's got a lot of quality. I think he's he, he offer, I know he's not offered at this tournament, but I think he offers more uh, than Saka. And I think in a game like this, especially against a, a team like Italy, who who are a quality side, I think he'll, he'll keep the ball. I thought Saka, as a couple of times, I think they actually struggled a wee bit. And I was actually surprised he, he, he stayed on as, as long as what he did. I thought he gave the ball away and stuff like that a lot. And I think Foder will keep the ball. I think he's a... He's an experienced head on on young shoulders for, and I think a game like that would would suit him. Uh, but I just can't I can't see him playing in it. I can't see him starting that. So I would start, but I can't see him coming out the blue and, and starting that. I, I, I think, think if it, I was Saka, I'd be chanting doors saying we just won the semi final and I'm dropped for the final. I'd be I'd be chanting doors regardless of the result. But I, <laughs> I, I agree I agree with Shankers. So I think Phil Foden's incredible, but. Even against Scotland, I think he was. I don't think he's had a particularly good tournament. I know he's a very young man, but I, I don't I think he's done anything. Where's, where's the best? Is he no best in the left? I think he's better as a ten behind us. He's not going to play in front of Sterling, then you know. No. I, no. I, as I say, I, I think he's exceptional. But from what I've seen in this tournament, mm, didn't, I don't he, think didn't he turn up the Champions League? Didn't he turn up the Champions League thing, leader? James thinking as well? I know. Won the Champions League, probably the best player on the park that night. Mm. No quota. And I, bet, I, I would uh, like, I think Southgate might do that as well. If they're up 3 0 or down 3 0, I think he'll give minutes to the guys that haven't featured at all. I think he's that kind of guy. Corner you know, Cody on with 20 minutes to go. If, if they're stripped, that is. If they're stripped. You, you need to touch on that after a game of predictions about that corner Cody. That is. Have you seen that? Nah, no, don't play him, man. I'll end up for each if he gets two minutes on the park. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my prediction, I think, will be 2-1 two, two England. is two my one England. prediction. See what you're saying there about England, about Sterling. Do you know how Sterling and Kane have complemented each other really well in this tournament? 
that's why Man City are supposedly bidding the hundred million pound for them. They've 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 beaten some of the best teams in Europe. If they beat, you know, uh, Italy on Sunday, then you know, <laughs> but I've beaten the best teams. See, so as, far like, see as a so. partnership, I think they're as good as like suit each other in this England team against the likes of like. Looking back to maybe the last time they reached a the semi-final, like Sheeran and Sheringham, how well they complemented each other. I think that's a big reason why England have got as far as they have in this tournament. I think it was probably as the reason why they've got as far with the goals that, and that they've scored. I think they've got maybe three or four goals each. And I think who else is Because I think as well, there's no goals, there's no many goals coming from elsewhere, like Salik Mount and Foden and even Grealish, like you're thinking of these players maybe coming on and changing games, but it's the see, same two that's Their job's not to score goals. Can see earlier uh, on in the season for Man City, if Foden was keeping Sterling out of the team, a lot majority of the season, then can I come in at the blue for Champions League final and as Walton says, Reese James can I almost mark them off the park and Sterling never got a kick and then I mean, I think he scored something like 16 goals in the last 21 games for England or something like that. So mm-hmm. he's, he's an incredible form and he's probably up there for, for, for the tournament for, for me anyway. I am going to go for an Italy win. I'm going to go 2-1 Italy, I think. I just think I, I think they've got a few more big game players in England. I think Chiesa's come in as a big game player. And Senior, we saw what he's like finishing-wise. Jorginho's going to... I think Italy will get a penalty and you'll see Jorginho with that hop-skip jump. In the I would last love that in the last minute. Aye. I can what, see what would, what would your ideal scenario be? So for, so, for example, I'm looking at a team and I'm hoping six, five each goes all the way to penalties. And who would I like to miss? Harry Kane misses think, his... Do you know think, though, like, although we're doing this a bit kind of tongue-in-cheek, but do you know think if England lost in penalties to, in a final at Wembley, it yeah, would amazing. just be that... But it would be that ultimate kind of humiliation for England. Kind it of would thing. be up there with celebrating Lee Griffith's second free kick against England. That's the <laughs> celebrations. <laughs> would would you know if rather be going to get absolutely battered? Aye, that's, no, that's what I was going to ask you. If they were going to get beat, the ideal scenario, the ideal scenario I would like is... Kane, he missed the fifth penalty. Why would you want it to be five each? Because it's a bit of an exciting game. Okay. <laughs> I, I, was just, I, was just I was just interested. I was just High scoring game, end to end stuff, great to watch. And it comes to the penalties. Italy score all five. Kane misses up the road. Here we go. Engl- England 5 0 up. <laughs> I, I saw that even better. Uh, see, see on Connor Cody. Did you see the thing in the paper with the coach said? Connor no. Cody's been England's player of the tournament because. Even though he's not had any minutes, if the way he speaks in that in the dressing room uh, before the game, he talks as if he's the captain and the motivational things he's saying and all that. So that's just why I think it's like Michael Holland or something like that. Steve Holland. Uh, Steve Holland. Uh, he says Connor Cody's been the player of the tournament so far. The 2020 Uri Geller, but we'll we'll close the show there. We will wrap up the show. We are going to do a special show after the Euros. We will review the game. Thank you very much to Rory, Shankers and Wilson for coming on as always. We will see you the next time we do this show and enjoy the final and hopefully it's the result you want. Thanks very much. Cheers.